Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. My guest and a very special guest is coming up in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. All you need to do is go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. Leak detection, water line repair, plumbing repairs, bathroom plumbing, New Works is a full-service plumbing solution. No matter how small or how large the plumbing problem, they've got a fix for you. Once again, just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. My guest on today's show is somebody that uh, you have heard if you listen to the Jim Rome show, other national shows, uh, if you listen to my daily show on Listen App. Uh, he has been getting very, very positive feedback. So I guess I should introduce him as a clone even a Grant Napier fan, but somebody that I think has a real bright future in this business. And he goes by Ryan in Sacktown. Ryan in Sacktown, you're on with Grant Napier. How are you, buddy? Doing great, Grant. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me on. It's a complete pleasure, especially being somebody that has been from Sacktown their entire life talking to you on this type of platform platform so thank you so much you know what it's my pleasure i want to first of all talk about jim rome because i was blessed to fill in for jim for a number of years and the one thing i always appreciated when i've hosted the jim rome show is they let me be grant napier all right they let me do the show how i wanted to so what that meant was i didn't really deal with a lot of the quote unquote you know clones some of them i did all right some of them would call in you know brad and corona and obviously the call that you had on listen up last week was phenomenal but how what is it about being a clone what is it about is it a cult is it like a fraternity talk about that aspect of the amazing fans that listen to jim every day so it's not 40 of us that are living in a house that's only five bedrooms but um no it's it's a brotherhood, to be honest with you. Uh, we all, and not to pull the curtain back too far, and you know this, you're one of the best guest hosts that ever sat in for Jim. Uh, we're all close behind the scenes. And it, it's just about having fun and uh, poking at each other. But, you know, I would tell you the more important thing is the relationships that are built behind the scenes, whether it's somebody in LA or somebody in Wisconsin or somebody all the way in New York. We end up getting to know each other. We end up getting to know our families. And, you know, the show is just something we've all bonded over. Matt in LA, when I heard his voice last week, when you all were down in Southern California uh, for the smack off, man, that was so great to hear his voice again. How many, uh, I mean, you talk about a brotherhood. I mean, how many friendships do you have because of the Jim Rome show? Oh, I, I have numerous friendships. We're, we're talking probably at least 15 that I am close with. And the cool thing, too, is a lot of people like myself that want to get into broadcasting because they end up getting into the Rome show or getting into, you know, or being part of the regulars, quote unquote, or the JPP, as Jim will call it. They're able to do spinoffs 
and do their own shows. So it, it's really not just enjoying the show, which we always do, and we love participating, but a lot of the regulars that you're listening to are also trying to do their own thing and uh, do what I'm doing. It's a really cool thing, and we support each other on that. Ryan, what makes Jim so great? What is it about him that you want to become a clone and it's almost like must listen. I mean, he's one of the most successful national talk show hosts that we have in the country. I say Jim Rome, you say what? Uh, different. Uh, I think he is completely different than any host uh, that has been on radio before. Um, you got to kind of understand the show. As you know, that grant with the call with Brad that you mentioned. Yep. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's just a different thing and uh you have an opportunity i mean the whole point of the show grant and correct me if i'm wrong but it's to say things that jim is thinking that he cannot say on it Mm because he would get in trouble for but on top of that he has excellent sports sports takes and he is more prepared than most hosts that i mean i don't know jim personally but he is more prepared than most hosts are going into their show I would agree with that. I mean, that's the one thing uh, you very rarely are going to catch Jim off guard. Uh, He is, uh, I find, this is what I love about Jim. You hit it right on the head, uniqueness. You know, I'm very close with Christopher Mandog Russo. There is no other Christopher Mandog Russo in the United States doing sports talk radio. There's no other Jim Rome. And I've always said this in this profession. If you can find something that separates you from everyone else, Howard Eskin is like that at WIP in Philadelphia. He's another one. He's a legendary figure in Philadelphia. Chris was a legendary figure in New York before he went to Sirius XM. Jim is legendary because there's nobody that could even come close to being Jim Rome. And I think you're right. When you talk about unique, he's as unique as they come. Yeah, you can't name another show on the radio that does what he does. And you talk about the following, too. This is nationwide. You're talking about simulcast on TV. So I I guess I want to kind of flip the script on you. What were your experiences guest hosting? Because, again, you're in the top three of all guest hosts. Oh, thank you. Well, first of all, they make you feel so welcome when you are doing the show for the first time. Alvin Deloro is one of the nicest people you could ever meet uh, in your life. But when I first did the show, it wasn't simulcast. It was only on CBS Sports Radio back then. Actually, it was on the Premier Radio Network back then. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even... Then they went to CBS Sports Radio. So I, I was doing it on, a, on, a, on the Premier Radio Network. And so most of my... Not most. All of my interaction was with individuals over the phone and Craig Kitchen who was a big supporter of mine who basically is the main guy for Jim and does everything uh, is the executive producer and he's also a legendary figure in the radio business I mean he was great to me and so I never I never talked to Jim the first time I ever met Jim was at the tour stop in Sacramento that you and I have talked about and I only talked to I was I was I mean I may have talked to him for one minute okay and then all the times that I filled in for Jim I never interacted with Jim. I never met Jim because I wasn't doing the show down in L.A. or I didn't meet I didn't meet anybody. OK, and then when they started simulcast on CBS Sports Network and I went down to Southern California to do the show, then I met Alvin for the first time. I met Adam Hawk for the first time. I had known Jay Stu from conversing with him over the phone back in yesteryear. And I met Jay Stu at the Celebrity Golf Tournament in Lake Tahoe for the first time years ago. And it was like, man, we had known each other forever. And every time I see Jay Stu, we talk. And um, But to be honest with you, Ryan, I was pretty isolated from a lot of the people that worked with the Jim Rome show until I started going down there and doing the show from Jim's studio. And I, again, Alvin, Adam Hawk, I mean, they were just phenomenal to me. I, 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 Adam Hawk is, again, a, just a phenomenal guy, was so nice. And then, you know, meeting all the other people that were associated with Jim's show, uh, it, was, it was a great experience, Ryan. I mean, it was a great experience. It really was. I can only imagine. What was it like getting a call from Craig for the first time? Um, numb. I was numb. I couldn't believe it. I was absolutely blown away that I was going to have an opportunity to be on a national platform. I will tell you, I had done ESPN radio for about seven months 
back in the fall of 1998 during the uh, NBA lockout. I got a call from ESPN Radio, and they wanted to fly me in for a weekend to uh, co-host game night. And so they flew me to Bristol, and I'll never forget this. I've never been so nervous in my life. The first show that I ever did, I was in studio with Tony Bruno and Chuck Wilson. And Tony Bruno and Mm. Chuck Wilson, back in the late 90s, were the item in sports talk radio in America. They were the guys. And Tony Bruno was a legendary figure on national sports talk radio. And I felt so intimidated when I walked into the studio for the first time. But to make a long story short, I got home on Monday and I got a call from Len Weiner again. And he said, hey, we would like to have you come back this weekend. You really were good. Would you like to come back? And I'm like, yeah. Well, I started coming back to Bristol, Connecticut, three weekends every month during the NBA lockout. I would get off the air at 7 o'clock in Sacramento, go home, eat, shower, uh, go take a red eye through Chicago, land in Hartford, Connecticut at 7 in the morning, get in the rental car, drive 20 minutes to Bristol, check into the Radisson Hotel across the street, take a nap for four hours, get up, walk across the street, get ready for a show from 7 in the evening until 1 in the morning, did that Saturday and Sunday, then got back to the hotel room at 1.15 in the morning on Sunday, 7 a.m. non-flight, a non-stop flight from Hartford to San Francisco, puddle jumper, commuter jet, San Francisco to Sacramento, then go do my show and did that three weekends every month. And I got to tell you something, Ryan, that at the time, I thought that was it. I thought I had died and ended up in heaven. I mean, I, w- I was talking to Chris Berman during the weekends, Tom Jackson. I was watching football with John Clayton. I mean, I can go on and on. It was an incredible experience. But when I got a call to fill in for Jim Rome, I'll never forget this. I had Danny Ainge as one of my guests. And they couldn't believe that I got Danny Ainge to come on the Jim Rome show with me. And I had one other big guest, and right now I can't even remember. But then I had Aaron Rodgers on on a regular basis. And they were blown away that I could get these type of individuals on the show. And I was very fortunate that because of my NBA background, I knew so many people. And when I asked them to come on the show with me, they always did. I had a great guest list. And I think that really helped me maintain my longevity with doing the Jim Rome show. But it was an incredible platform for me I mean getting calls from people in Toronto and Calgary and Edmonton and I say that because I love hockey as you know and I used to talk hockey occasionally on the Jim Rome show and boy the people in Canada would love that so all in all there was nothing bad about it Ryan I can't even there was nothing about filling in for Jim not once that I ever look back and go yeah I really eh, I'm not going to do it I never once said no never once said no to when Craig would reach out to me and ask me to fill in, not once did I ever say no. And that's the, the stage is so different, right, Grant? You're, you're national, well, you're national and Canada. Um, even if it was before the simulcast, and you know, you're doing a show here in Sacramento. Not to say that your show wasn't; it was the biggest thing here in Sacramento. But that's it, a whole different ball game. Yeah, it was so small time. Really yeah, Sac- cool yeah, you're right. It's cool that they let you do your own thing. And, um, you know, there's a reason you were on so many times when Jim was out. There's only a select handful of people they typically bring on. Some are terrible. Some are great. But I would love to see you back on the show. Well, I appreciate that. Let's fast forward now. Uh, I always believe, based on how I grew up and the people that helped me and gave me tips and had time for me, such as Marv Albert, I always believe in paying it forward. So I've always tried to help out young, aspiring broadcasters that want to get into the business. But you're different because you're not someone that's in high school or college. You're in your mid-30s, and you are interested in the broadcasting platform. So for those that enjoy hearing you on with me on Listen App, Talk about where you are in your career and your life as it pertains to broadcasting. I appreciate that, Grant. And uh, for everybody out there, Grant has been, can I call you a mentor? You, you've been incredible to me. Um, just little tips here and there, um, you know, bringing me on, giving me a little bit longer leash on your show. Uh, where I'm at right now is I run a Twitter space 
which is recorded and posted. It's called the Sacktown Crossover. It's my journey into crossing over into my true love, which is broadcasting. Um, and so we've had some great guests, you, Grant, um, some other really cool people, some clones have come on, or notable clones. And we're getting ready to launch on No Filter Network, which will be video. That's going to be a little bit different. Um, and then also buzzsprout.com, where we're going to upload. And I've already been working on a new library of guests that we will have on. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, Grant, it's my true love. What I was doing before, I, I, I liked it, but and I was a business owner. However, you know, when I came home, I wasn't present. I have a seven-year-old and I have a wife and I want to be present in those moments instead of reading emails and worrying about, you know, having to go out and handle something. So, um, you know, for me, my relaxation was always sports and, you know, reading articles, uh, you know, watching sports and talking about sports. So, for me, this would be a dream. You you wouldn't have to pay me a penny to do this. And so that's, that's why I just made that realization. It was time to get into something that, I, that I've always wanted to do, quite frankly. And I've been blessed. I mean, growing up with you, listening to you for 32 years as the voice of the Kings, um, you know, listening to your show on KHTK, listening to other shows, Rome. Um, it, it's my destiny quite frankly, and I'm doing it. Nobody's going to stop me. I think it's great that you are following your dreams, and I talked about this on my show yesterday on Listen App, is very often I would get people come up to me that were in their 30s and 40s that had a career, and they would say, Grant, I want to get into broadcasting. And I would tell them, I would go, I'm not saying you can't do it, but I'm saying that your opportunity is extremely limited. This was before the podcasts were a thing. This was, you know, back when broadcasting was, you had to do an internship in college, get experience and work your way and get into the door. Well, you weren't going to walk into a door in your mid thirties or forties with no broadcasting experience. Now, like I have every day, Ryan on listen app or this podcast that I'm doing or whatever else you can now become a broadcaster without going to college, uh, without having any experience. All you need is a little equipment and you can be up and running. I told this story, Ryan, about uh, someone like yourself, Nando, who you know has a full-time job in New Jersey and wanted to get into broadcasting. And he came on my podcast about a year ago as a guest, as a Grant's Rant, and he did a great job, and I told him that. He goes, really? You think I'm good? I said, yeah. And he said, hey, I'm actually thinking about you know getting in and doing a podcast on Miami sports because he's a diehard Dolphins fan and Heat fan. And I said to him, I go, Nando, you should. And you know what? He started a podcast, Ryan, and he's doing very well. Uh, he's got several thousand people that listen to him now, and it's only getting better and better, and he does a great job. So I always tell people now, follow your dreams like yourself. You have a platform. You have the ability to be able to do it. I couldn't have done what you're doing growing up if I just didn't have a college background and an internship. If I just wanted to start on my own, I couldn't have. That didn't exist when I was growing up. Now for you, as somebody that's already you know, had a career and you're changing a midstream to do this as well, it's right there in front of you. And I always say, go for it, man. And you're going to do great. Thank you, Grant. And, you know, uh, like you said, you've talked about Marv Albert paying it forward to you. You've completely paid it forward to me. And I fully plan on when I am successful, paying it forward to somebody else, because that's the right thing to do. And, um, you know, once we get up and running fully, um, other than Twitter, um, I certainly will start doing more things. And, you know, I just, I want to be happy with what I do. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of inspirations and, you know, the one piece of advice that I would give everybody out there that may be listening about, you know, if you want to do this or you want to get started, you may get 99 no's, but that one yes could be the thing that launches you forward. And I personally have reached out to many people specifically with blue check marks that I'm thinking they're not going to respond. And guess what? You get a yes. 
And, you know, that just moves it forward. And so for me, Grant, when I'm doing my spaces, which record and post to my Twitter page, I always look to see if there's one more person listening each time. If there's one more person, then I know that I am on the right track. I love your perseverance, and that's what it takes uh, in this profession. Uh, you must be, uh, you must have that drive. You must get through all the no's. You have to, you know, think about how you can move ahead. The thing that you cannot teach an individual is how to communicate. And I think the reason why people enjoy hearing you so much on my show during the week on Listen App is because of your ability to communicate. And I, I don't say that in a uh, sarcastic way there are others and there are professional broadcasters by the way that i don't understand how they have jobs particularly analysts on some of our local sports franchises they just don't communicate but because they played a sport there's an individual behind the scenes to think oh they'll be great on the air i mean think about how many bad talent we've had in the in the Northern California on the Kings pre and post game show, A's pre and post game show, they can barely communicate. They can barely talk a sentence. They have no energy, but because they were great, I'll, I'll just say this, a guy that I had great respect for as a player, Mitch Richmond, you know, Mitch was terrible on the pre and post game. show at on NBC sports, California, he was horrible, you know, but because Mitch Richmond was a great basketball player and make no mistake about it. Great. You know, the folks at NBC sports, California thought, Oh, he'd be great on the air. No, he's not great on the air. He was terrible on the air. You know, you have to be able to communicate in this business and that's something you have going for you. Oh, and by the way, you have to be extremely knowledgeable if you're going to be on the airwaves or on a podcast or on a Twitter platform. So how much sports do you watch? Because it seems to me that you are unbelievably knowledgeable, not only about football but you can talk baseball basketball how much of your day is spent watching or following sports uh i wouldn't say you know it's usually evening to be honest with you because i i still have the practice that i'm doing and taking care of my clients uh but i will tell you that the reason we got an apple tv is so i could split the screen six different ways (laughs) so i'm I'm constantly jumping around um, when I have a moment, usually um, after dinner and we get our son, you know, settled down for the night. Um, I'm jumping around, just watching a little bit of everything, doing a lot of reading um, and really just trying to make sure I know like what the what's going on, basically in sports. You know, if there's a big story that I'm reading up on that, um, I, I guess for you, what's What's your preparation, Grant? What would you say for somebody that's trying to do what I am doing? A couple of different things. Uh, If you're into play-by-play, I always tell people, and again, I didn't have this ability growing up, you now can listen to any announcer anywhere in the country on the internet, whether it's baseball, hockey, football, basketball. And I always tell young aspiring students that want to get into play-by-play, listen to how others do it. And listen as much as you can. That's for that. For what this medium is, uh, talk radio, I I also believe in listening to others. But as far as following, the internet is just amazing. I spend about an hour a day going on various internet platforms to look at various sports stories. It's almost impossible now, Ryan, if you have a smartphone, it's almost impossible not to know what's going on in the world, okay? I mean, you know when breaking news happens. You know pretty much, you know, when there's a news story. And then if you want to get into it more, you can go to five or six or seven different publications. You can educate yourself really quickly. You don't even have to actually watch the live game anymore in the society that we live in. I mean, there are times, Ryan, where I don't even watch a game because I'm on an airplane or something, but I can read up on it. In 10 minutes, I can find out every single thing that happened in the game. I can, you know, read quotes from after the game. So I just, to me, it's a lot of it's common sense. It's right on your phone, and you pretty much have it at your disposal 24-7. And I think it's great for doing what you and I do. And I travel a lot, Ryan. And if I'm in the air and I can't watch a game, I, I can find out everything that happened in that game in about 10 or 15 minutes. 
Well, Grant, you got to fly free or first class, so that way you get the uh, cable TV free. Yeah. Well, when I uh, when I win my uh, when I win my lawsuit or uh, somebody drops a big pile of money in my lap, I'll start doing that. How's that sound? <laughs> Sounds good. Um, yeah. No, it, it's it's just a it's a here and there thing when you can, like you said, it is in the palm of your hand. Um, I try to dedicate decent amount of my time or let's put it this way if i have free time where i'm not spending time with my family then you know if anything's on the tv it's sports so um you know and i just i it's funny because i try to come up with unique takes unique thoughts on situations because grant you know that there's some things that are completely straightforward that anybody would recognize and could say but what is going to separate you is having a different opinion about that same topic. Yep. So yep. my mind, when I'm watching sports, following things, it's always thinking about that, how to be creative. You know, our segment that we did on your show with the different names, that to me, I wanted to be creative and do something fun because I knew that was going to spur memories for you. That was maybe the best call that I've had since I've been doing Listen App when you said, all right, give me a, a word or two when I throw a name out at you, uh, that that was great uh, and innovative. And I think, you know, you have to think outside of the box how I can be different. So I, I love doing that, actually. I thought that was, for me, it was almost like for me being on a quiz show, and I really enjoyed that. And there were, it were, there were times where I thought maybe I paused too long because it really needs to be spontaneous. But when you asked me Wayman Tisdale, I was thinking, gosh, there were so many adjectives that I could use to describe Wayman Tisdale because Wayman Tisdale is one of the great human beings that I've ever come across. As a matter of fact, I interviewed his wife, Regina, before the closure of Arco Arena when the Kings brought back all of the former players. And that was such a phenomenal, phenomenal night. And Regina and her daughters and her family came back into Sacramento and the night before, I had her on my show, and I broke down on my show talking to her because I loved Wayman so much. I mean, I loved Wayman Tisdale. I love that man, and I miss him. And when I hear his songs, because I listen to smooth jazz a lot, whenever I hear a Wayman Tisdale song, it just takes me back into being with Wayman. And so when you ask me, Wayman Tisdale, I couldn't come up with one word. And after I thought about this the next day, if you – ask me that again, the word I would use would be smile. Wayman was always smiling, man. I mean, Wayman just had the most amazing smile. Wayman loved life like you could not believe. And he was so nice to everyone. Uh, That was great when you said Wayman Tisdale. And I probably paused longer on his name than any others because I could come up with a hundred superlatives to describe Wayman Tisdale. I've never heard a bad word said about Wayman Tisdale. I never had the pleasure of meeting him. I had the pleasure of watching him play on the court. But the one thing I would tell you is your pauses, it brought, it, it was genuine. Like you really were thinking and, you know, your, your feelings were coming out. And I think that's really important with what you do. It, it shows that it's not just boom, boom, boom. Like, and there's something important for the listener when you hear that, because you're not typically somebody that pauses too much. So there was a couple of them. And even when I asked Grant Napier, when you paused, that was super genuine. And that, for me as a listener, that's something where it's like, you know what, I'm really investing in this person, and they are who they are saying they are, more or less. I'm 63 years old. And that's the first time anybody has ever asked me when you said Grant Napier. And I was just thinking, wow, that's never, think about this, Ryan. Think about all the interviews I've done. Think about all of the things that I've done in my career. And you asked me a question that nobody had ever asked me before. So that's a job well done. And when I paused about Jerry Reynolds, because Jerry to me is like a family member. I've known Jerry. Jerry was one of the first people I ever met when I moved to Sacramento in 1987. And I met Jerry at a restaurant, I believe it was called Flanagan's on Northgate Boulevard. The Kings had a monthly luncheon, and I had just moved to Sacramento in July of 87, and I want to say it was in September, 
at Flanagan's, and I walked in, and the first thing I remember was Bill Russell and Willis Reed were in the restaurant. And I literally could not believe that I was in the restaurant with Bill Russell and Willis Reed. And Willis, by the way, was one of my idols growing up as a kid in New York with the championship in 69, 70. I mean, Willis, to me, was a godlike figure. Much, much, for me, much more so than Bill Russell, okay? And Bill, of course, is like, you know, god of basketball but for me being in the same room with willis reed i'll never forget that but i ended up sitting at the the table with the other members of the media and i met jerry reynolds for the first time tom curran the sports director at channel 13 introduced me to jerry reynolds and that's the first time i met jerry and then think about my life and think about the impact that Jerry had on my life and the impact that I've had on his life. Think about all of the things that Jerry and I shared. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you what it was like and what it is like. I talked to Jerry yesterday. You know, we, we speak on the phone all the time. When I was in Sacramento for a short period of time, I was able to fit in a lunch with him. And it's funny, I put out a picture, Ryan, of Jerry and I having lunch, and I had over 90,000 impressions okay, because of a picture I put out with me and Jerry Reynolds. Sacramento loves Jerry Reynolds. They should love Jerry Reynolds. Jerry Reynolds is an institution. I think I, met, I, think when I, I, think I answered the question with the word stupendous, correct? Yes. Okay, I should have said institution because Jerry Reynolds is an institution in Sacramento. I mean, when I think Sacramento Kings, I think Jerry Reynolds. I don't know about you. You've been a lifelong fan. All right, let me ask you. Okay, Ryan. Jerry Reynolds. That's a great question, Grant. You're you're flipping it on me. Um, If I think Jerry Reynolds, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is knowledgeable. Yeah. He he knows his basketball inside and out. And, um, you know, listening to the two of you when you guys were doing the games – it was the perfect duo because Jerry brought a different energy than you. And uh, Jerry's energy was not as high as yours. But when Jerry spoke, you listened because what he was saying is true. And he's anybody that's growing up trying to become a basketball player, you know, that is straight knowledge that, you know, a lot of times you're getting from an NBA head coach. And a lot of these guys that pop on the broadcast teams, you know, maybe they're not giving out what Jerry does, but uh, Jerry would blow my mind growing up sometimes, listening to him break down a play and why this happened, why that happened. And it made me a better player, quite frankly, just listening to that and watching what he's talking about. All right, I've got two names for you. I'm going to play a role reversal here. Ryan and <laughs> right. Ryan and Sacktown. Uh, Rudy. Rudy. I love that. I absolutely love that. That's beautiful. Rudy. I absolutely love that. Why did you say Rudy? Uh, Rudy uh, has always been my favorite movie, and I've tried to take on that persona in anything that I do in life. Uh, I remember my dad, when I was, I told him I wanted to try out for football, he had me in the backyard doing up-downs. And uh, when we got our first grant, you'll probably remember this DVD player after you couldn't get a VCR. The first movie we got was Rudy. And that was just on replay. Anytime if I was ever down or doubting myself, I throw that on the TV and I am recharged. You had an amazing call to my show after the tragedy in Uvalde. You have a son who's seven years old and autistic. What's his name? Liam. Okay. And you talked about the conversation you had with Liam after the tragedy and about going to school. And I, and I said, I, gee, I wonder how many parents have had to have that conversation with their sons and daughters on the next day of school. So I'm going to give you a name. Liam. Everything. Perfect. Perfect. What are the challenges? Yeah, absolutely. What are, what are the challenges 
of having an autistic child? You know what, Grant? I wouldn't call them challenges. I would call them ways to be better in learning. Um, uh, the number one thing is patience. Uh, Liam, uh, some of the biggest issues we had was because of communication. And Grant, you're in communication. I'm trying to get into communication. And when you have a child that's trying their best to tell you what they need and they just can't completely get it out, that causes frustration. And so you have to learn a lot of patience and learn other ways to, you know, make sure, and Liam's very high functioning at this point, but you have to learn other ways to be able to understand what they're saying. So um, he has taught my wife and I so much about patience, and uh, he is just the biggest blessing, and uh, if we could do it over again, I wouldn't change a darn thing. He, he is just a blessing. Isn't it amazing how much you learn? My sister was born autistic and brain damaged, uh, was an amazing childhood. Uh, my mom actually ended up writing a book that was published by Harper and Rowe called Brainchild, and it chronicles what it was like uh, growing up with my sister Jane, who needs round-the-clock care, uh, as we are now in uh, 2022. But when you live with a individual whether it's autism or, or what have you, it just gives you such a different perspective on things. And I use the word challenging because for me, my sister was three years younger than me. My childhood was challenging being young and not understanding what my sister was going through until I could get older. We would have volunteers from the neighborhood come to my house on a daily basis because my sister needed around-the-clock therapy. It was called patterning. Uh, we would went to the, we, we, we would take my sister to the uh, uh, Institute of Human Potential in Philadelphia. It was the most renowned uh, place in the country. And we were lucky enough to get in for them to evaluate my sister, uh, give her therapy, which was literally an everyday thing. So I saw things as a child that... I don't think a lot of other families could. And so I guess the word maybe not challenging, I guess the better word, Ryan, would have been perspective because it gives you a, a whole different perspective for sure. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's changed my life in a much better way. And don't get me wrong. Now that, you know, Liam, we've gotten, we've gotten services for him. He's a chatterbox now. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, should we have you talk so much? Mm. <laughs> but, yeah. um, joking around, but, um, he, you know, he, he's great. And, um, it, it really does change the perspective for us. Also, um, looking at the teachers out there that that's something, you know, teaching special needs children and, um, it, 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 it's really yep. just, it's changed our entire perspective. I don't know how to say it. I mean, and it's a blessing. It's not a bad thing. So is your sister doing okay? Uh, she is where she's at. She's pretty much been that way our whole life. She lives, uh, in a house in upstate New York with, uh, five or six other disabled people. There's a person that, uh, you know, takes care of them. My sister does get on a uh, special van every day to go to work and she puts things together. You know what's amazing? Like if you were coming across my sister, you would know that she is, um, you know, definitely disabled and uh, has a degree of retardation. She's autistic. But my sister, if you met my sister 25 years ago and you told my sister what day your birthday was, and if I called up my sister right now and go, Jane, do you remember Ryan? When we met Ryan, what day is Ryan's birthday? And she would say it instantaneously. Uh, any song that she's heard on the radio, you know the movie Rain Man, right? I mean, there's a lot of yeah. truth to that in autism. My sister literally could meet someone once 30, 35, 40 years ago. And if I asked her when that person's birthday was, it would be amazing. If I called up my sister right now and I said, Jane, what day is my birthday next year? Sunday. If I, I'd go look on my calendar and I would say, oh my God, my birthday's on Sunday. If I said, Jane, 
what day is someone's birthday that she met 10 years ago? Jane, what day is Bobby's birthday next year? Tuesday. Literally, no hesitation at all. I look on a calendar, and that individual's birthday is on a Tuesday. That has always been so mind-boggling to me because if you looked at my sister, if you spend any time with my sister, she doesn't walk normally. She has a, um, you know, she she just, there's a lot of ailments with my sister. But it, that part of her brain, that which is is... I don't even know how to describe it, Ryan. It's the most fascinating thing I've ever seen in my entire life, that an individual with as many abnormalities and issues that my sister has, has that type of memory and recollection. It's mind-boggling to me. It it is, Grant, and that's crazy, number one. But, you know, I want to be clear. Liam, he's high functioning but when people look at us like it's a liability or you know it's a disability it's like no no, it's actually a blessing you have no idea the things that he does we were we were somewhere where he was in daycare we were at church and um the leaders came up to us and said we have never seen somebody build something like this and that church has been open for 10 years so it's really kind of an asset, the way that the brain works, if you are autistic. Yep. Um, I can't tell you with him, with video games, oh my gosh, Grant, I, I couldn't get past level one. He's on level 10 after two hours. It's so unbelievable. It, it's just, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's not a disability. It, it's just somebody that's dealing with something else. And quite frankly, they have a capability that some of us don't. Ryan, final thing for you. I don't like to look too far ahead in life. I like to go in five-year increments. So if I have you back on my podcast in 2027, where do you see yourself? Where do you want to be in terms of broadcasting? Uh, I want to be in a sports radio job, uh, whether it is through podcasting um, and simulcast. I mean, you look at your Pat McAfee's. Um, you look at your Joe Rogans, I'm by no means them, but I, I want to be somewhere in that realm, but I also want to continue participating and learning from people like you, uh, learning from Jim, just listening to the show, talking to my fellow clones, and quite frankly, getting better every single day. That That's my goal. I drive my wife crazy, Grant, because... I will replay recordings of your show. I will replay recordings of Rome's show. And she's like, oh, you just want to hear yourself. No, I don't. I want to listen to what they were doing and listen to what I can do better. So um, if I am better the next day and the next day and the next day, then five years down the road, I'm going to be fine. That's a fabulous perspective. I love it. And, you know, I'm grateful that your path and my path connected due to the platforms that I have available, your support over the years when I was in Sacramento and doing the Jim Rome show. I'm grateful for that and so many others. And, you know, obviously we're going to be communicating a lot in the near future, but uh, I wish you the best. And I think it's phenomenal how many people have reached out on my listen app show and they genuinely enjoy what you have to say. So keep doing what you're doing. Don't ever give up the dream and I wish you nothing but the very best. And I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. Oh, Grant, thank you so much. And I, I can't appreciate, or I can't tell you how much I appreciate the support and the continued support. And uh, I look forward to many more good calls and discussions with you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I really enjoyed that conversation. I hope you did as well. I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, Really just great guy. Really have enjoyed uh, getting to know him. All right. It is now time for our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and just maybe I will answer your question on my next podcast. Kyle wants to know, what percentage of current and former NFL players do you think are living with CTE? It's impossible to know, but I would believe it's a lot more than we think. All right. First of all, you can only diagnose CTE upon the death of an individual, and then you would have to be able to do an autopsy on the brain, Kyle. So I've got to believe it's substantially higher than what we may believe. Donna wants to know, what do you think Durant's legacy will be? Too early to say, Donovan. Too early to say. Drew wants to know, does the MLB waiving Oakland's relocation fee indicate they're moving to Vegas? I think they are moving, Drew. Whether it's Vegas or not, I don't see it happening in Oakland. I do think they're moving. Um, All signs point that they're out of Oakland. Justin wants to know, was a fifth-round pick enough for Baker, and what are the Browns going to do without him or Watson? They're going to have a bad year, Justin. You know, Jacoby Brissett's not chopped liver, but I don't see the Browns doing much this year. I think Watson will be suspended for the whole year. When you say, was it enough? I mean, you can only get what you can get, Justin, and that's what the Browns were able to get. Jake wants to know which NBA lottery pick is most likely to be a bust. Jake, right now it's too difficult to say, but you're going to look back in three years and there will be at least one bust among the top lottery picks. I don't think there's any question about that. Brian wants to know, what's your take on Ray Lewis murdering someone being generally brushed under the rug? Well, first of all, uh, for you to make the accusation that he murdered someone is wrong. It's irresponsible. Uh, I do believe that he was privy to the murder, meaning that I believe that he was there. Uh, After all, whatever happened to his white suit that he was wearing that night, uh, why did it just mysteriously disappear? Um, I don't know if I could say that Ray Lewis murdered someone. Uh, He may have been an accessory to murder. I think that's safe to say. But murdering someone? I mean, you're going way out there, Brian in my opinion. Brian wants to know, why have you never been a Warren Sapp fan? I just think he's a despicable person. That's why. i just never been a fan of him. On the, on the field, yeah, I thought he was a good player, but as a person, uh, boy, no. All right, uh, Fugo wants to know, is this the most promising Kings team during the drought heading into next season, and can we expect a legitimate chance to make the playoffs or... Is it all wishful thinking? You know, it's a very good question. The roster looks improved. Uh, I think it all hinges on De'Aaron Fox. And De'Aaron Fox has to start playing like a max player. And if he does, then yeah, maybe the Kings could become a playoff team. If he doesn't, then I would say no. Dan wants to know, will the Knicks get in trouble for tampering because they hired Brunson's dad? No, they hired him before Brunson left Dallas, so I don't know how that could be tampering. Uh, I, I really don't. All right, let's get to some more questions. Duncan wants to know, why do you think UFC fighters aren't having CTE problems as often as NFL players are? Well, again, CTE can only be diagnosed upon death, and the, C- and, yeah, the UFC is a relatively new sport. Uh, I believe without question that you will see CTE be an issue uh, when we get down the road, just like it is in boxing with boxers that die and the brains are examined. I mean, when you get hit in the head, it goes without saying, your chances of having CTE go up considerably. Chase asks, how much is Rudy Gobert going to improve the Timberwolves? I think he's going to improve them considerably. It's going to be interesting to see Carl Anthony Towns and him on the floor at the same time, how it all works. But I think he's too good of a player not to improve the Minnesota Timberwolves. Julian wants to know, have you seen Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird are going to be on the cover of NBA 2K23 video game? I did not see that. They're on the cover of, they're going to be on the cover of the NBA 2K23 video game? 
Why would they be on the cover of NBA 2K23? Uh, am I missing something here? Why would Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird, as great as they've been in the WNBA and as great as they've been for women's basketball, why would they be on the cover of an NBA video game? I quite, I don't understand that. Maybe I'm not reading your question correctly. All right. Uh, Cameron wants to know, do you believe we will see Sasha uh, Vesnikov in the NBA this season, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Well, I just read that the meeting that they had scheduled in Vegas was called off. I don't know what that's all about. And then Derek asked, are you watching Summer League? I am not watching Summer League. I find Summer League to be maybe as boring as NFL preseason football. And that's saying something. Hey, if you want to get in on Crowd Ultra, just go to CrowdUltra.com. And again, maybe I'll answer your question on the next podcast. And thank you so much for all of your questions. It's time for Rant, 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 Rant. And today's rant is brought to you by the Home Theater Company, audio, video, and home theater. Just go online, hometheatercompany.com. Can we knock it off with the ridiculous buildup to NBA Summer League games? I mean, it's getting out of hand. It really is. I understand that it's a big deal for the NBA. I understand that the games are on TV, and you certainly would like an audience to watch the games. You understand that. I don't understand that. But Orlando played Houston last night. The final score was 91-77. to Not that that matters. But the buildup between the number one pick in the draft, Paulo Bancaro, and the number three pick, Jabari Smith, was freaking ridiculous. Now, many thought that it would be just the opposite. That Smith would go number one to Orlando and Bancaro would go number three to the Houston Rockets. So they squared off last night. And you would have thought that freaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was going against Elvin Hayes. All right? Stop it with this nonsense. If you're keeping score at home, Jabari Smith played 31 minutes. He had 10 points on 4 of 10 shooting, 1 of 4 from downtown, 7 rebounds, and 3 assists. Bancaro, 17 points, 5 of 12 floor, 2 of 3 from downtown, Four rebounds, six assists. That's your buildup. Bancaro and Smith, Summer League basketball. Again, like as if they're the two greatest players in the history of the NBA. Maybe they'll be really good someday. Maybe they'll be really good when the NBA season starts in October. But for now, I don't need a buildup like that. Spare me the grief, would you please? Stop it already. And that's my rant for today. And that is my podcast for today. Once again, thank you so much to Ryan for joining me and talking a little bit about his dreams when it comes to broadcasting. Have a fabulous weekend, and thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.